podcasting from bed. So I have the Video Mic Go 2. So it's version 2 of the Rode Video Mic Go. I just said that. It's got the USB C version. It's primarily uh, meant for on top of my camera. But I just plug in USB C directly to my laptop and I have a Joby Gorillapod wrapped around my stomach and my thigh. <laughs> and that's how I'm balancing this on my bed. Welcome back to the audience podcast. This is the uh, this is the flavor of the audience series where Stuart and I sit down and we talk about some of the more, most impactful headlines that are in the podcasting space. At least the ones that we feel are most going to be are going to be most impactful for you, the podcast creator, you know, really just rolling up your sleeves, doing the hard work, the marketing, the audio editing, the scripting, the blogging, the monetization, all of that stuff. Uh, what we are going to do is kind of do like a retrospective back about 30 to 45 days of things that have happened in the space that maybe you haven't heard of, or maybe you have heard of and you just want to hear our opinion on it. And we're just going to go through some of the headlines that we've curated onto a list. All of these links will be in the show notes as well. So if you're, hey, what's that article you were talking about? It's going to be in the show notes. You know, Matt, you put together like a pretty good list of uh, stories that, that we could talk about. There's there's one thing, though, that's, that's not on your uh, list that maybe isn't very, very specific to podcasters, but I think we have to mention. Go They've for it. discontinued the iPod. Podcast right. has, podcasting has quite literally outlived the device it was, uh, you know, allegedly designed for. I know there's a lot of like James Cridlin from Pod News. He lives and dies by his his iPod Touch that he has because he is not an Apple fanboy, uh, like maybe you and I are. And he's an he's you know fully on sort of Android in, in the Google world. So his only way of testing iTunes, uh, iTunes Apple music and all the apps and stuff like that is through his touch. And he is quite disturbed. I did see an article. It was just a headline. I didn't click through to see it. But as soon as they announced the retirement of the iPod, they immediately all sold out. <laughs> I mean, what a way to sell your back inventory than saying, we're never going to create this again. And everyone rushes to buy it. You know, it kind of reminds me of Guided by Voices, a band that I like a lot. And I saw them in concert back in 2011 when they announced that it was going to be their final tour and everybody, you know, bought every show was sold out for that tour. Well, they, they've put out like seven or eight albums since then, quite literally they keep, they, they keep touring. Uh, so who knows, maybe we'll, we'll probably see some, uh, you know, snazzy new reiteration, uh, iteration of the, uh, of the iPod. We'll just call it something different. Yeah, I mean, I, I, w I wouldn't put it past Apple to take something away from us and then, give it back, <laughs> you know, like the ports, uh, like the ports on our laptops, you know, when they took all those ports away from laptops, like the SD card, which I was, I too, I was like, oh my God, why? I just want to slide an SD card from my camera into my laptop. Why do I have to buy a dongle? And then whatever it was, five, six years later, they put ports back uh, on the Mac Pros. Uh, so Apple, courage, you know, really, really progressing in that world. Hey, speaking of pulling the plug, Facebook pulled the plug. Did I say pulling the plug? Pulling the ports. That's what I was thinking. Speaking of pulling the ports and the plugs, Facebook pulls the plug on podcasting uh, not even a year into Facebook's announcement of getting into the, the podcasting game. I know 
for one, you know, uh, obviously I'm biased, uh, working at Castos, loving open source, loving the RSS feed, uh, not loving a walled garden that is Facebook and algorithms and advertisements and all that stuff. As soon as I heard they were getting into podcasting, I just rolled my eyes and I was like, I don't think this is going to be great for all of us. And sure enough, not even Facebook thought <laughs> that podcasting was going to be good, at least for them. I have some thoughts, but do you have any uh, knee-jerk reactions when you saw Facebook shutting down the podcasting stuff? Not so much knee-jerk reactions, other than I, I never, I never had much confidence that Facebook was going to be able to provide a really good audio experience for anybody. You and I are currently working on a new episode that's taking a little bit longer because we're doing lots of interviews. Uh, just lots of research and, and stuff like that, centralized versus decentralized in the podcast space. And uh, yeah, I mean, anything where, you know, when he, when Facebook first announced it, uh, there were, you know, there were speculation of, hey, well, I mean, because <laughs> you know Facebook and advertising, what's going to happen to my content? Is Facebook just going to scoop up my audio and, and just layer on top advertisers right in the audio? Um, those things were all up for grabs. Like that kind of thing was up for grabs, and there, and, and you kind of felt this coming because it was pretty strict on how you had to set up. It was only available in the U.S., but it was pretty strict on how you had to set up a podcasting account. Immediately, though, the, those that that got access to podcasting for Facebook, Facebook for podcasting. I don't even know what the heck the product was called. Immediately they saw their stats jump through the roof, right? Downloads were going up. Listens were going up. We had Casso's customers saying, hey, what's my, my graphs uh, are just skyrocketing and what's the source? And of course it was Facebook, but it was very, it, it was almost like it was just, it was just fake traffic, right? It's Facebook loading it, counting it as a listen in the way that they ping the servers. I mean, it was chaotic in the very, very beginning which is kind of what I expected from Facebook, right? This rocky rollout, but do I really, really trust the numbers that Facebook's reporting? Uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy to see, well, I'm not happy to see it go away in all honesty. The more, even though it's a direct competitor, maybe to Castos, the more that's out there, the better it is for the entire market. But again, I, I am glad it's not Facebook <laughs> that's that's doing this. Yeah, I don't even know that I even have a, a knee-jerk reaction just because I've quite literally never met anybody who uses Facebook for podcasting. Seriously, in all seriousness, that, that sounds crazy. As much as as sort of ingrained in this world as as I am, I've never like encountered anybody who's like, yeah, I'm using Facebook for for my podcast. So I, I barely even have a reaction other than my my I guess my gut says that's not all that surprising. You know, the sort of the only big tech, well, I say only, but Amazon hasn't done all that much. They're doing some things in the background. We have an integration with it. In other words, you can one click deploy your podcast to Amazon and that'll play in Amazon Music and on Audible uh, for podcast listening. But the other big tech giant, quite literally, probably the probably the biggest in the world in terms of footprint would be Google. And we still don't know what they're going to do. I didn't link this up in our notes, though I should have. Um, we still don't know what Google's going to do with podcasting. 
uh, you know, there's a big hypothesis that it's going to be just a YouTube focused thing. Um, and maybe roll that right into Google Music, which pairs up to YouTube. Uh, but we still don't know what's going to happen there. And that's sort of like the one that's, you know, with Go with Facebook dropping out, will Google continue or is it the same fate? I don't, obviously, I don't know. If you strictly think about it from like a user interface, right? Google's horrendous. It's like Google, like Google <laughs> Play and, and all that, at least in my opinion. Like I don't use it to listen to podcasts at all. <laughs> yeah, no. I use... Well, I have YouTube Premium because I think it is probably one of the most valuable subscriptions that I have. Like in terms of like, what's your monthly streaming streaming subscriptions? Just for the the sheer fact that I can, there's no more YouTube ads, right? That's a huge thing. Like I I'm willing to pay to not see ads on YouTube, especially when you have kids and they're watching stuff. Forget about it. <laughs> Removing ads, fantastic. That also comes with YouTube Music or whatever they call it. Maybe just Google Music. I, I I don't know. So that's the one I use just because I already pay for it. So I don't use Spotify or anything else. I I just use YouTube and I I do really like it. Um, it seems to work well for me. But I listen to no podcasts on YouTube. You know. But the Tom Webster Edison Research when he was there, he talked about Google or YouTube being the most leveraged platform for for discovering new podcasts. So. You do have to be on YouTube, I think, if you're really trying to grow, um, but the product is not built for it yet. Can you even integrate your, your RSS feed into YouTube? Uh, I feel like you're teeing this one up for me, uh, Stuart, but good tee up. <laughs> so you can't yet. Uh, and that's the big question. Like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to ingest RSS feeds or is it going to be like this Apple premium game where you have to, you know, manage your files at Castos and then go manage your files at Apple? Right now, what we have for Castos customers is you can republish your your audio files to YouTube directly. So you authorize your YouTube account with Castos. You upload your podcast. Your podcast goes live. It goes to the RSS players, and it goes to YouTube at the same time. So that's how we solve it now. I don't know what they're going to do in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's good for convenience. But, I mean, the analytics are separate, right? Like, I right, mean, if, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, that in and of itself isn't, the end of the world but yeah i mean if you can gather the, the data and the analytics all in one place from from both youtube and all your different directories that's got to seem like a game changer and i suspect their analytics will be reported separately just like we have to report spotify analytics separately to our customers so anything that travels or anyone that listens to your podcast over a standard rss player or on the websites we gather all that data and we display it right in our stats if you're looking for your Spotify stats, you have to go to a separate Spotify tab. We don't mix the two uh, only because of the way that Spotify reports the stats to us. Uh, we just have it on a separate tab. I suspect it'll be the same for YouTube as well once that happens. I mentioned Tom Webster before. I said when he was at Edison Research, he is no longer at Edison Research. We have two links from Edison Research that are in the show notes right now. We have the top 50 shows and we have the top genres in the U.S., the most interesting thing to me is the genres in the U.S. Uh, as one can expect, Joe Rogan is still number one in top 50 shows. Top 50 shows don't really seem to be moving all that much, uh, save a spot or two for some shows. But uh, the genres is mo the most interesting to me because I think that gives insight into the opportunity 
for a new podcaster? Like where can one succeed in podcasting and maybe picking a less competitive genre is the smart thing to do. There's two ways of looking at that. First of all, when you need, you know, you we're looking at the top 50 podcasts, you know, you've got Joe Rogan, number one, you know, a hundred million dollar contract at Spotify, Crime Junkie, The Daily from the New York Times, This American Life, that's an NPR affiliate, The Office Ladies, they're already famous, Dateline NBC, uh, you know, all, all this stuff, Pod, Pod Save America, all pretty good shows. Like this is, this is good stuff. But I think where you were going with that, Matt, is like, not only should that help you determine how you think about the type of show you make, but also like where you focus or how you measure your own success. So in other words, not worrying so much about overall like downloads and impressions, but connecting with that right audience. And then, you know, looking at the, at the best genres, I think will kind of help you dictate that. Yeah. One of the, I'm looking at the top 50 list. I know I said we weren't going to spend too much time on the top 50 list, but what I do find interesting and, and what other creators might seem interesting, if I'm doing back of the napkin math, it seems like, so they list the, the show, right? They'll, they'll list the, the show title, and then they'll list the producer or the company behind it. And I think only one, two, three, four, five, if I'm reading this quickly off the top of my head, uh, five of them are listed as, listed as independent, uh, as in maybe not a major backing. And even though, you know, to throw a bone at Joe Rogan, uh, it is, well, largely just him and one other person. Uh, same thing for H3 Podcast. I believe, I mean, they probably have a bigger team right now, but they're not, whatever, they're, they're not NPR, they're not the NBC, they're not the New York Times, like they don't have literally billions of dollars behind them. So that's kind of cool to see that, well, five, six, if you count even some of the bigger ones are, are mostly independent. I guess it's a, a, a loose term, but five of them are listed as, listed as independent, um, which I guess is a, a cool thing to see or not. It's either glass half full or glass half empty when you look at this list, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you just consider now what, what podcasting has become, the fact that there's there's five of those who, for all intents and purposes, are competing with, let's say, you know, Wandry and Vox Media, uh, Conan O'Brien, right? I mean, it's 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 really it's it's really pretty wild when you think about it that an independent creator is is charting not far off from from Conan O'Brien. That's 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 absolutely wild to me. Let's take a look at these top U.S. genres. We got comedy, number one, news, number two, society and culture, three, true crime, four, sports, five, TV and film, six. And then in the seventh spot, which is where I spend a lot of time, business. And I bet that's not even, I bet that's business, like like real business <laughs> with air quotes. I spend a lot of time listening to, you know, businessy podcasts from like small businesses. Uh, I bet it doesn't really count that much there, but maybe it does. I don't know. This is an interesting list. And, and technology, what, the biggest surprise for me was technology was number 16 on the top genres. I would have assumed that to be way up at the top because on YouTube, that's pretty, what I think anyway, it's a pretty big genre for, for YouTube, but maybe it doesn't perform well in audio for obvious reasons. I can't believe leisure beat out technology. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That is pretty crazy. Fiction, with all of the investment going into like fiction podcasts, like, like Marvel. I think there's a new Batman series that's out too on Spotify. 
question mark. And I, I was like, man, with all that money being poured into those those sort of like uh, fiction podcasts and secondary podcasts that go along with a film. Yeah, I expected that to be a little bit higher. Uh, so our other article right alongside this and some good news, uh, I wrote down this note in our uh, script uh, when everything else feels like it's going down, it's nice to see something going up, which is uh, apparently podcast listening, listenership, at least in the U.S., podcast is attracting more new listeners than ever. According to new research, over 50% of daily podcast listeners began listening in the last two years uh, based off of Nielsen's Podcasting Today report. Uh, U.S. listeners have grown by 40% in the last three years. Uh, the data suggests that podcast advertising drives an aided and aided uh, brand recall of 71%. So podcast listenership going up, that's a good thing. There was a little bit of a dip in the beginning of the year where I, I saw on Twitter and I saw some of our colleagues and even competitors saying, hmm, I think there's like a little dip happening. Like people started going back to work momentarily. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're done with this audio stuff. But apparently Nielsen says, you know, listenership has gone up. And I'm sure it has for sure. Uh, nothing boosts audio and podcasts like being locked up for two years, literally. <laughs> well, can't people like, can't people listen to their podcast on the way to work? Like, what's going on why are they why are they why are they yelling yeah. just because they have to go to work now <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know now they're just like yelling at themselves why am i back in the car <laughs> like i don't even have time i don't even want to listen to audio anymore yeah uh, man screw the screw the drive time like morning radio and all that it's all just commercials anyway yeah yeah it's one of the things i think that uh, again like our research that you and i have been doing for the centralized decentralized topic uh, I, I think a lot of people have gone into podcasting. Well, I think, let me say it this way. I got into podcasting because, like listening as a listener many, many, many years ago, uh, because, I mean, there was no other content like the ones that I wanted. And back then it, it was tech. It was very tech related. But I think one of the most listened to podcasts I I listened to back then was, I think it was called a was it called a guy and a girl? It was like a, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend that used to live with each other. They were like one of the very first podcasters. And it was just, they were just podcasting, like talking about life. He was like a comedian, I think. And I don't remember what her job was, but it was like this very voyeuristic look into one's life, which now you call like vlogging on YouTube. And I think they got married and then they got a divorce, but they still do the podcast. <laughs> like it was a very interesting, you know, space back then, but it was because of content that was not available on radio or even television for that matter. So where am I going to get this content that I'm supremely interested in? Podcasts. And now YouTube, of course, but podcasts for sure. And I think, you know, if you're home and you've got this hobby and you it's not going to be on Netflix or Amazon. You're probably going to turn to a podcast. And, you know, I think that's good. And I think that's great for creators and listeners at the same time. I mean, it's obvious stuff because we live it and breathe it. But it's certainly one of those things where, you know, when you're starting your podcast, even if it's a very niche topic, um, I think the audience will eventually come to your show if you, as long as you are you know, as long as you don't give up, of course, number one, but as long as you're you're promoting it as best as you possibly can, number two, I think the, the listenership will show up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the sound kind of like a broken record if you've listened to any of the episodes I've 
put together before, but it's it's like Eric Newsom from Magnificent Noise says, you know, it's it's that idea of form and function, right? Figure out kind of what function you want your podcast to to meet to meet, and then make a form, a format really that uh, that speaks to that. To contrast the news, <laughs> the, the, the going up, podcast satisf- satisfaction, according to this uh, Refonic article, podcast satisfaction peaked in 2016 and has since been declining steadily. They're pointing towards uh, ratings for podcasts. Uh, I, I'll just come clean. It has been a while since I have rated a podcast, though I also haven't... Well, I was just about to say I haven't really subscribed to any new ones, but I have subscribed to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast as of late and Smartless, but I don't rate those because I'm just thinking (laughs) and being truthful. I don't rate those because I'm like, they're celebrities. They don't care. Uh, But if, you know, but if it was like, if it was like you, Stuart, if you were like, hey, I'm launching this new podcast. Can you check it out? Yeah, I'd go rate you. When was the last time you rated a podcast? Yeah, sort of similar situations. Less known creators that I really wanted to help out by uh, giving them a good rating. Like I listened to, like I listened to WTF and uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I listened to all the Pineapple Street Media stuff. I don't really ever rate those because uh, I don't. Yeah, I never feel like they they need to help. I I read the article. That, that you sent me as far as like people leaving like one star reviews and like negative comments. I, I kind of feel like that's like the Yelp type phenomenon now where it's like, yeah, like the people who have a bad experience are more likely to make it known than the people who had a good one, particularly for something, you know, the more, the more well-known someone comes typically the more uh, polarizing they become. I thought it was a good example they used here of like, you know, the daily. Well, they're going to be talking about politics. So naturally, that's going to be a little more polarizing than, you know, someone giving out business advice, most likely. So I don't know. It, it was kind of hard for me. I'm not really, you know, you're you're far more inclined and knowledgeable about, you know, the a lot of these trends than I am. But uh, that, that was one I read and I thought, yeah, some of that just kind of comes with the territory, I feel like. I think the excitement around the medium wears off, right? It's like everything else. Uh, when something new comes on the scene, like podcasting, everyone's, oh, what's this podcasting thing? You get this rush of early adopters. You know, probably 10 years ago when you were listening to podcasts, you were more inclined to go leave a review because it was new, it was cool. Yeah, let me engage in this kind of new, air quotes, technology. And then just over the course of time, humans are like, yeah, I don't get time for that anymore, right? It's like commercials. People, you probably used to watch commercials when they were watching television. And then after a hundred years of, of commercials, people are like, you know what? Nah, I just, I want, I don't want commercials. I want to skip this or I'm just going to leave the room and do something else. Or, you know, now look at my phone instead. Or So I think we just get conditioned to this stuff and people start to fall off uh, doing that. And second, like everything else in podcasting, it is not a seamless experience. So I can't just pick up my phone and when Stuart says, hey, leave a you know like and re- or rating and review on iTunes, or I keep saying iTunes, I'm so used to that, in Apple, 
I would then have to go, okay, minimize my Pocket Cast app, open up <laughs> Apple Podcasts, find Stuart Show because I don't use Apple Podcasts app, and then leave you a review. I mean, I do it for you, Stuart, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't do it really for anyone else unless they were a close friend. So, I, you know, there's that friction point, which is a lot of things in, in podcasting. It's not well, easy. Well, I'm flattered that you would do that for me. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, no problem. You know, the the thing is, is and this is, this is just sort of guesswork here but i mean you know a lot of a lot of people say you know they they listen to their podcasts when they're doing other things so like you said it's not always very seamless right i mean if you're doing chores around the house or if you're driving in the car you know where they have the little plug that says hey please rate and review on uh you know apple podcasts people don't it's not that people are just like nah screw them i ain't doing that it's usually (laughs) just kind of a matter of yeah like yeah, I'm but like I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm 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 driving right now, or I'm I'm yeah. washing I'm washing the dishes, or or, or or whatever. So yeah, far far be it for me to contradict this article because like I I will definitely uh, I think that was written by Becca Butcher, so I, I'll concede to her knowledge on this. But yeah, sometimes the 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 title of the article I thought was just a little confusing. Our podcast getting worse. I mean, I. I I mean, to, to me, I don't really ever, I've never judged the quality of someone's work based on the ratings and, and reviews they're, they're getting necessarily. I mean, there, there are people I think who get, who get a lot of good coverage and deservedly so, but yeah, I think, I think like for all the reasons you just mentioned, and I think, you know, market saturation, there's just, there's just, a, there are a lot of podcasts. I mean, I know we say there's not too many and there aren't, but now people have, now people have more options than they ever had. One of the things that is, I don't, I don't have this written down, but again, I'm gonna for the third time, I'm gonna pull on our uh, centralized, decentralized uh, topic here. One of the things I really love about the podcast 2.0 spec is there are things that cross over as long as the apps support them. One of the things that they're working on is commenting, and commenting would you know in a perfect world if i'm listening into pocket cast and you're listening in overcast and both apps support podcast 2.0 tra- commenting and castos of course would have to support it as well then your comment left in overcast i would see it in pocket cast that's a that's a perfect world they're doing it now with things like clips where you can save clips of a show and those clips are then broadcasted across all apps that support it. So if we launch this show or publish this show today or whatever, we could clip, we could make our own clips and say, hey, these are the best three clips right here for the show. If you want to listen to just these three clips, you could do that. And those three clips would appear in the podcast apps across the world. Now, it's a big stretch because all of these podcast apps have to support it. But these are things that are really going to help creators. Uh, so we should all be, you know, hoping that these standards get adopted because it's it's only going to be better for podcasters. Otherwise, the big uh, distribution points, Apple, Google, Spotify, they'll just keep it in-house because that's that's the name of the game in big business. All just stuck and, and enclosed in this platform, whereas this other stuff that we're all doing in the industry is across uh, across everyone in open source. So we'll save that as we dive more into that, <laughs> into that episode. That'll be a great one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for, uh, to really do more, do more work on that. And obviously it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun to, sh- to share with everybody. 
So stay connected, everybody. Uh, Castos.com slash audience. This is your, I don't even know what we're calling this, monthly news update? <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I don't play. This is where Stuart plays like the news jingle coming in, like, you know, in tonight's nightly news. Castos.com slash audience. If you have a topic that you want to email Stuart and I, just send us an email. Hello at Castos.com. Tweet at us. Castos HQ on Twitter. Uh, and we'll work in your uh, question, comment, audio file. If you want to send us a voicemail, we'll work that into the next episode that we sit down here and do. We hope everyone enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, listener. It's Matt. Before you go, I want to offer you, the aspiring podcaster, two special items. Number one. If you haven't started a podcast yet or you want to find a better podcast hosting company, start here at Castos. Use our coupon code AUDIENCE20, that's AUDIENCE20, when you sign up for a new account at Castos.com. Start a podcast like the one you just heard or about gluten-free muffins, whatever it is, will help you get your podcast out into the world. Number two, did you know that our Academy is free? Enroll today for free at academy.castos.com. Get access to our courses, videos, and templates all for free. Thanks for listening to the Audience Podcast today. We hope we're helping you become a better podcaster. All that's left for you to do is share this episode on social media. Bye for now.